really don't know what he did to them. He might have cripple clipper. Ah. Never mind. Just cut that. That's a poor taste anyway. It's me, Austin. The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you and sacrifice. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, my God. I did it, but don't lie. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Turnbuckle Training. Introducing first your longtime fan, short time podcaster, and former fantasy wrestling hardcore champion, Peyton, the Heartbreak Man Green. And his tag team partner making his debut in the wacky world of fighting fools, Zach, the Shrexy Boy Barlow. Mmm, nice. You think I'm cute? No, I'm Shrexy. <laughs> I've got onions. <laughs> That'll drive the girls wild. <laughs> Get out me swamp. <laughs> Get out your donkey. <laughs> oh, man, this is a show for wrestling fans and rookies alike. We're going to take you through some of the biggest shows, matches, and rivalries in wrestling history, or at least whatever fits the, the little storyline of the day. And if you don't know nothing about wrestling, don't worry, because as you'll soon find out... Oh, I can't, I can't keep that up. <clears throat> as you'll soon find out, <laughs> I don't either. So, Peyton, what are we talking about today? So we're going to pick up from where we left off uh, last time. Uh, we were talking about the career of Chris Jericho. We went through his early days in WCW, uh, through his uh, career in the Attitude Era, and then his time off to his triumphant return in 2007, where he kind of uh, relaunched his career, uh, which ultimately led us to uh, what I think is one of the best storylines, not only for Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels, but just in general. Um, I, I, I this was this storyline happened right as I was kind of starting to fall off of the wrestling bandwagon. Um, but uh, but I do remember it, and I remember people talking about it, and I don't know that I really appreciated it at the time, but going back and watching it, I, I, I really enjoyed what they did with this story. Yeah, I mean, my first impressions from this, uh, I thought it was a really good storyline, um, which is not saying much, obviously, but I think that it was surprisingly, I mean, surprisingly small period of time here. This isn't one of those big, long-lasting feuds like, say, Undertaker and Kane. It all happens in inside of a year, uh, so it's pretty condensed, but it's uh, pretty heated. There's there's a lot going on here, and it's almost like, who can be the bigger heel? See, and I actually kind of am on the opposite side of that, in that I do think this was kind of a longer-running feud. Um, I think you're coming at it from a perspective of a lot of the feuds we've watched are like Austin and McMahon and Undertaker and Kane that lasted like their entire careers. Right. And those are kind of rare. Those don't really, those are like two examples of that. And that doesn't really happen that often. But for your standard average run of the mill feuds, they last maybe a couple months, three months. But this one lasts uh, about like half a year. When, and, and and consistently too 
And so that's that's actually a pretty decently running feud uh, where, where they were able to keep it going. And it doesn't ever get really stale to me because, I mean, think about it. We watched these two guys wrestle like five times. Right. And yet I don't really feel like I watched the same match over and over again. And that is like, one thing that these guys are really good about, I think, is giving you um, different matches – like, even though they're the same two guys, same two styles, they're not—you're right. Every match with them feels different and unique. And one thing I notice about this story is it's really, like, a smart story. Like, it's like a thinker, you know? Like, it, it, like it, it almost, like, challenges your thoughts of what is a heel and what is a face. Because when it starts out— you know, Chris Jericho is acting more like the face, and Shawn Michaels is acting more like the heel. Right. Um, and so I think that that was, like, wonderfully told in a way that, like, most most storylines is, like, they go for, like, the cheap, like, easy, like, the face comes out and is like, oh, I want to thank all you fans because you're so great, and the heel comes out and says, all the fans are stupid. And it's like... Yeah, that works, and but it's like you know, it's easy. It's it's easy to do that. Whereas this told a story that was a little bit more challenging, and I appreciate what they did with 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 this. This definitely, from the very beginning, subverted my expectations of what I thought was going to happen. And unfortunately, it's not often in wrestling that that really happens. And so when it does, it's like really exciting. Right. Right. So let's uh let's go ahead and start uh talking about it. This this whole kind of thing really kicks off at WrestleMania 24 in 2008 when uh when Shawn Michaels is the guy to retire Ric Flair or at least retire him canonically from the WWE. He went and wrestled for TNA a little bit, but retire him uh in the big very emotional retirement match Shawn Michaels ends up you know, super kicking him to end the match, and he says, I'm sorry, I love you, and pins him, and that's the end of Ric Flair's career. It's a really emotional thing. Um, and then Batista kind of takes offense to this, and Batista is a face. Shawn Michaels is a face. Uh, but Batista's like, hey, you retired a person that I, you know, have really looked up to and has been a mentor to me, and, you know, that's not cool, yo. So Shawn Michaels starts this feud with Batista, and uh, eventually, Chris Jericho gets a little bit involved in it. And Chris Jericho is kind of the guy who's standing up for Shawn Michaels. He's like the guy, he's like, hey, uh, you know, I, uh, I looked up to Shawn Michaels my whole career. And, uh, and so, you know what? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the guy who stands up for Shawn Michaels. I'm going to be the special referee during this match. So, it's kind of like, okay, how's how's Chris Jericho gonna be involved in this match? Is he gonna is he gonna stand up for his friend Shawn Michaels? Is he gonna call it down the middle? And he actually pretty much calls it down the middle. Yeah, Chris Jericho basically steps in as like uh, your mom when you're seven years old and you throw your uh, GameCube controller after you lose at Smash, and is like, okay, it's just a game. Uh, <laughs> What a very specific reference. Yeah, I'm going to have a couple of those okay. today. Uh, Can't wait. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I think that, yeah, 
I was shocked by that. I was shocked by the fact that he actually called it down the middle because when I saw, okay, special referee, I know that we're covering a feud here. I think, okay, he gives it to Batista through some kind of nefarious garbage because that's what special referee storylines always do. But then he called it down the middle and I was like, oh, wait, no, this is not that interesting. So you're right off the bat, we're, we're subverting expectations. And I think that's good because the easy thing they could have done was they could have done something like Chris Jericho hit Shawn Michaels with a chair, cost him the match, and they're like, oh, I'm jealous of you, that's the feud. But this feud, you know, has kind of like a slow start in a really good way. I agree, and it completely, because the first thing I did when I saw special referee Chris Jericho was groan. Oh, not yeah. again. Um... And, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, so it's a, this is actually a pretty good match with Shawn Michaels and Batista uh, in two styles that don't you wouldn't normally think would mix very well. Yeah, um, I, I like how Michaels sort of dances around Batista like he's bullfighting. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of what's happening there, because Batista is like a bull of a man. Absolutely. Um, and Jericho is kind of getting in there. He's pulling them apart uh, here and there. Um, one thing that happens, and, and, and Shawn Michaels is doing a really good job of doing some submission work here. He does a lot of submission work during this feud, which is, Shawn Michaels isn't, to me, isn't that much of a submission wrestler. Like, he doesn't have, like, a submission finisher you know, he he does a couple of moves, but he's really doing a lot of submissions here. And I guess it kind of makes sense when he's wrestling Batista and he's trying to wear him down. Um, they did this really weird thing. Like, throughout a lot of these matches, Shawn Michaels is using the crossface. Uh, you mean the crippler crossface? Yeah, the crippler. I mean, it's <laughs> straight up what it is. He's, I know. He's using... uh, I was thinking it's got to be hard for these refs not to call it the crippler crossface. Yeah, and I I don't... I, I looked it up because I was like, why is he doing this? Because this is very soon after Chris Benoit died. Benoit died in June of tw- 2007, and this is like April or May of 2008. So this is like yeah, a year later. That's real uh, soon. And, and I looked it up, and apparently he was asked about it in WWE Magazine of all places, and he said something to the effect of, he's like, well, somebody has to be the first person to do something and say that it's okay. So he kind of, he doesn't quite come out and say it but i mean that's basically what he's saying is he's like yeah i wanted to use this move and i somebody's got to be the first person to to use this move and it not be weird we get uh we get Shawn michaels tuning up the band for the uh for the sweet chin music uh sean attempts it but instead he gets caught by batista with a spine buster Batista goes for the Batista bomb, but Sean drops down to his feet, and he lands kind of hard on his leg and kind of tweaks his leg. So Jericho is checking on him while he's, like, keeping Batista away from attacking him. Uh, Batista walks up, and then out of nowhere, Michaels hits the sweet chip music, and then he pins him, and then he ends up limping to the back. Uh, Jericho calls it right down the middle, uh, but, you know, there is some kind of, like, okay, what just happened here? Did Shawn Michaels actually hurt his leg, or did he was he just feigning it? Now, obviously, in the story, in in real life, Shawn Michaels is perfectly fine, uh, but that is kind of the what kicks off this whole this whole feud, and in a really cool way because again, it subverts the whole heel versus face thing 
because Shawn Michaels is the one cheating to win and Jericho is calling him out for it. Right. And this could have gone badly. This could have gone where people booed Shawn Michaels because not only did Shawn Michaels cheat to win, he cheat to beat a, a face wrestler. And that's where I think that this storyline, honestly, I'm not sure that the whole time Jericho was going to be the heel. I think that they responded to the audience reaction in a lot of ways and possibly adapted the story to that. Of course, I have no evidence for this, but the way that the audience responds here on Highlight Reel gives us this idea that basically Shawn Michaels could do whatever he wanted and still get cheers. Well, and it's it's the thing is it's hard to make Shawn Michaels a, a heel these days because he's so beloved. So it's like you know, there are some wrestlers you just can't really make a full fledged heel like The Rock or Steve Austin. They just they just can't really be heels because even if they do heel things, the crowd still loves them. And I think Shawn Michaels kind of falls under that territory too. Um. And so it, it's it is interesting. It is a good question as to whether what was the plan here. Maybe they kind of had like two versions of this storyline, you know, kind of you know, based on how the crowd was going to respond. Um, but I think I think maybe a lot of this, and maybe they thought that maybe it might be kind of fifty fifty, but they knew what they were going to execute later on down the line to fully submit Jericho as the heel. Right. But again, as we keep going through the feud, they're. Jericho's not really a heel at first. He's kind of a face still at the beginning. Um, well, and so the well, ne- what I really like about that is that Jericho even calls out the crowd as like, you know, I can do the same thing he did, and you boo me, but you'll cheer Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to the next night on Raw. Jericho's going to do an episode of the highlight reel. He comes out wearing a, chucks- a tuxedo. He says this is an awards edition, and so he's going to present the best acting in sports entertainment. Um, he uh, he does this funny bit where he shows off uh, some of the other nominees. Uh, one of them is Doc Don Morocco and Mr. Fuji in Fuji General, and there there's there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I don't really know if we I I don't know what this is because I have no context for it. I just thought, oh, wow, this looks really racist. It's from way back in the 80s, and, you know, a lot of characters in the 80s were not really, you know, racially sensitive. But that pales into comparison to the second one, which I actually remember happened in 2004 when Michael Cole apparently gets raped by Heidenreich. Yeah, that was uncomfortable to watch, to say the least. And it's not like one of those things where they, they like, you know, wrote something and then they're like, oh, this kind of looks like it might be rape. No, this one was like flat out, there's no other way to interpret it. Yeah, well, because they called it Deliverance Part 2. Well, uh, that's what Jericho called it there. Oh, but gotcha. when it originally happened, it was, it was just the scene. <laughs> and Heidenreich rapes Michael Cole, apparently. Like there's no other way to interpret it. And I, I did I did listen to another podcast where Bruce Pritchard tried to like explain it. He was like, No, no, no. He was just threatening him with regular violence, not sexual violence. Uh you can't watch that and tell me that that's not uh not what that was. Which is I mean, obviously disgusting and 
Wow, you know, you, you think maybe we haven't come a long way since 2004, but this definitely would not fly today. I am shocked that they were able to put that on TV. Yeah, me too. I And, and not only that, that aired on UPN on SmackDown, and that's like, you know, they can get a, away with a lot more stuff on Raw because Raw is on cable, and, you know, technically there's nothing banning anything from cable. But that was on SmackDown, which was on UPN, which was like a network, and like... One of the more conservative networks, too. So the fact that they aired, like, a rape scene on a network, and not even live. This, that was, like, SmackDown was taped, so it's not like they, it just aired live, and they're like, whoops. And then, <laughs> like, and then four years later, it's not like they said, oh, maybe that was a mistake. Maybe we should try to hide this forever. They actively draw attention to the clip. Yeah, I think maybe they were, they were kind of trying to make fun of it. Kind of like how they make fun of uh, when Kane had sex with a dead body. That is also a storyline. Yeah, yikes. Um, well, we'll move on past that. Uh, although Jericho has a great line about it. He says, creepy, but masterful. <laughs> um, and so cause the winner of the best acting in sports entertainment is going to be Shawn Michaels for pretending to have a knee injury to beat Batista at Backlash. He shows a winner of uh, a replay of the moment, and then announces the winner. Shawn Michaels comes out, and Jericho asks him to get give a speech. Shawn says, "Hey, I'm actually hurt," and Jericho's like, "It's over. You can drop the facade. It's me here. Nobody goes from pious preacher to backstabbing bastard faster than you." And the crowd is chanting for Shawn Michaels. Um, so. I really like where this is going. Like they're not they're not just launching right into this like, you know, drag out brawling kind of feud. Jericho's calling him out for something that he has a legitimate point about and Sean is trying to trying to hide it. Yeah, and, and I think Jericho here has I mean, he's playing smug very well. Like he's very good. I, I think he honestly has more charisma than Shawn Michaels has. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Chris Jericho is a wonderful heel. Like, master class heel. Like, it's, I, I think, I, and not to say anything about him as a face, I just don't really think of him as one that much, but he is probably one of the best heels, like, ever. Like, he's so good. Like, he makes you feel kind of gross, like, when he's, like, when he's talking. Absolutely, he does. He one hundred percent, and and uh, like he, and he's, he's not even one full of on heel here. That when he when he speaks, it's like man, I wish I could punch him in the face. Which is, you know, exactly what Shawn Michaels wants to do as well. Um. So eventually, they're gonna set up for a match at Judgment Day, uh, two thousand eight. Um. You know, Shawn Michaels is still selling that he's got the. Uh, the, in the pre-match promo, they show him still selling the injury, but eventually uh, he comes out and he says, hey, I'm not actually hurt. I lied. And then Jericho's like, wait, no, n now I believe you. Now I believe that you're hurt. And then he super kicks him. Um, so Shawn Michaels comes out, no limp. Jericho's the Intercontinental Champion at this point, uh, which doesn't really play into the storyline that much. It's just, I guess, good for context. Uh Holds the record for most uh, Intercontinental Championships, uh, does Jericho. Huh. 
Yeah, I mean, if you hang around the WWE for as long as Jericho, I think you'd have at least a couple of records under your belt. No, for sure. Uh, They mentioned this later. Both of them are two Grand Slam champions, which means that they've won every major title in the WWE. Shawn Michaels was the first person to do that, and Jericho was like the fourth. You know, I do also think that for two guys that have— these are two seasoned veterans of the WWE— both of yeah. them, by 2008, have been here for quite a while. And mm. usually, I, I don't know, I, I'm not familiar, and maybe you can help me out here, with too many feuds that have done that, that have put two older wrestlers together. Usually it's the, you know, young blood versus the seasoned vet storyline. Um. Well, you know, they, they have, and like like Shawn Michaels especially, you know, he had a rivalry with The Undertaker around the same time. He did his rivalry with Ric Flair, although in that instance, Shawn Michaels is almost like the young blood to Ric Flair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, pretty much anyone is the young blood compared to <laughs> Ric Flair. Yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't tell you the last time Ric Flair wrestled somebody who was older than him. <laughs> um but yeah, no, no, and and they're putting two people who have very similar career paths, um, in that uh, they have similar styles, and they both kind of, they both went on you know a bit of a hiatus and came back better than they were before, right? Uh, so the, they're a perfect matchup, and, and you know something we didn't really talk about is last episode we watched their match at WrestleMania nineteen which was in 2003, so this is five years later, and they're, and, you know, how often can you do a feud and then, like, wait a few years and then just do it again? Yeah, no kidding. Um, so, that's a pretty cool... And, and you know, reinvent it in a, in a different way, where the feud is no longer, you know, because originally it was like, oh, I used to want to be you, now I just want to prove I'm better than you. And here we see them more on equal footing. Yeah. And and now it's less like, I want to prove I'm better than you, and now it's like, I know I'm better than you. Right. Um, Jericho is trying to attack his leg, even though it's not supposed to be hurt anymore. I guess he's trying to injure it for real. Um, and uh, I kind of... This is actually a pretty good match here. Uh, you know, for two guys, you know, they had their feud in 2003 and now they're doing it in 2008 five years later and they're really putting on a clinic here uh, yeah what i really like about this match and a lot of these guys wrestling together is that it, normally in wrestling i feel like you have this sort of formulaic one guy beats up the other guy then the other guy beats up the first guy then one of those two guys pins and gets the win but with Jericho and Michaels, it's never really like that. It is neck and neck the whole way through. They, the way that they can shift momentum so quickly, landing big moves on each other and reversals, you never really know who's the clear front runner. Yeah, they do lots of back and forth roll-ups. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, really, it's really nice, and it kind of puts you on the edge of your seat. Uh there's a there's a moment where uh, where Sean gets on the top rope, goes for that diving elbow, but Jericho gets his knees up, puts him in an abdominal stretch, um, reversing each other's big moves. Like Jericho goes for a bulldog, but Sean shoves him off and into the ropes. Uh, 
at one point, uh, Sean is on the apron. Jericho goes out to the apron, too, but he gets hit with the sweet chin music on the apron. Uh, and the ref is counting Jericho out, and Sean could easily just win there, but instead he's like, no, I want to pin him. So he throws him into the ring and pins him, but it's been too long, and Jericho's able to kick out. Um, and then I do like this moment where Sean is tuning up the band, getting ready for the sweet chin music, but Jericho is like kind of dropping to the mat, and he's almost doing like what Sean did to Batista, and then out of nowhere hits the code breaker. Right. I thought that was a very cool moment as well. Because, like you said, he's quite literally doing the same thing Shawn Michaels did. But we're getting these huge HBK chants uh, coming from the crowd still. I, I, I like this feud because I can see a lot of themselves in it. Like, I can see that these two put a lot of work into it. This, this isn't like a feud that was, you know, very heavily written by writers or driven by Vince McMahon, I see a lot of Vi- uh, Sean and Chris working together and saying, hey, we want to do this. Yeah, and uh, as much as I really like kind of wacky feuds, this one is, you know, pretty grounded in a way that helps really sell the thing, I think. Yeah, you're. it's easy to get kind of lost in it. Uh, and you can tell, too, that I think that, like you said, these guys are putting a lot of themselves into it, and it seems like they're genuinely having a good time with it, too. It has a pretty cool finish here where Jericho goes for a lion salt, a uh, springboard backflip from the ropes, but Sean gets his knees up, but Jericho catches his knees and tries to flip him over into the walls of Jericho, but Sean rolls him up into a three count and ends up getting the win. They're kind of at the end. Almost a little bit of shades of their WrestleMania 19 match where Sean was able to roll up Chris Jericho for the win. Um, and they even do the, the post-match handshake, and at first you think, oh, something's going to happen, but nothing does. And I like that. I like this feud. This feud does a really good job of extending it because I think I think it's easy to kind of for a feud to get old when they do too much too fast. They were really working kind of a long game here and wanting to stretch it out. Because we're like two months uh, into this feud now, and nothing like they—they they haven't really gotten into the real like heat of it yet. Right, and I do think as well that this handshake moment is is really great and really kind of surmises the the nature of this feud because you think at first, okay, he's definitely going to do something. Uh, uh, when he puts his hand out. And then Michaels comes up, starts to shake his hand, you're like, oh, okay, I guess they're just going to do a regular handshake. And then Jericho does this thing where he kind of steps forward and Michaels flinches, and you're like, okay, it's back on. But then it was just a regular handshake the whole time. Yeah, it le- it really leaves you wanting more from it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it makes you think you know what's going to happen like three different times <laughs> In the course of, you know, 10 seconds. Yeah, I think in wrestling, we're so used to seeing the same same things over and over again that when something like this happens, it's really, really cool. And that's honestly, I think, the best part of this feud is that nothing, like, it's we're really in uncharted territory. Absolutely. Uh, and that's the thing with these two is that not only, you know, in their matches, but in the feud itself, it's really hard to tell who's going to win. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Sean does continue a feud with Batista a little bit here. They talk about a stretcher match here and there. Um, 
uh, we go to the highlight reel in June on June 9th of 2008. Uh, Jericho is there. He says, uh, you know, Sean was a hero, inspiration, a mentor, a friend to him. He says Sean put on a gutsy performance against Batista in the stretcher match. But he says the fans are still going to love him no matter what he does. Uh, he brings up the knee injury. Uh, Sean comes out. He says, technically, the only person I ever lied to was you because I told Batista I was going to do whatever it takes to win that match, and I did. Um, but Jericho's still not happy with it. He says he doesn't understand why he's getting cheered for cheating. And Jericho says, but I'm being booed for telling the truth. Uh, and he's really, like, they're really working the crowd here. You can tell Jericho's really frustrated, and he's like, I, I, something about the way he's talking is like, I don't know, it's it's really reeling reeling me in. And and it's such good heel work because it's instead of the usual, um, you know, uh, more obvious thing, it's like, why don't they like me? It has this whiny kind of uh, entitled feeling to what he's saying that really, I think, sells sells it well. Yeah. And again, it's like what he's saying is right. It's just he's saying it in such a way that sounds so, like, narcissistic, you know? Right, right. Um, he calls him, he says, I don't understand how someone so adored turns into a flying, cheating, pathetic little worm like you. And then he clotheslines him. They brawl for a bit. Jericho kicks Sean in the crotch. And he's trash-talking him. He says, the worst is yet to come. And then he takes his face and slams it right into the monitor. Uh, and Sean is, like, really selling it like he's got glass in his eye as Jericho walks out. It was a really cool moment to be like, oh, shit, now it's real. Yeah, and that monitor hit, man, that was pretty brutal. Like, it <laughs> it, uh, it did shatter. Like, it, it busted. Yeah. I you know, I don't know what they used for it, but I don't imagine it felt good to be thrown into it. But no, it was it was a cool moment, and it's just planting more seeds for the rest of this feud. Though what I do really like about that monitor is that you could see the entire time it's turned off because, well, obviously it's you know probably not real, um, but like very clearly just there to have someone's face thrown into it, <laughs> and it's it almost kind of. Is like is a little throwback to when Shawn Michaels, when he was partnering with Marty Jannetty back in the '90s, and Michaels turned on him. He threw his face through a, a glass window, and it, it's it's kind of I know that that was intentional to kind of bring that back. And I think that this storyline, more than anything, from from what you're saying, uh, it seems like this is a storyline for wrestling fans. Uh, yeah. I mean, all storylines are storylines for wrestling fans. You're watching wrestling. But what I mean by that is that this is tailor-made for people that really know their stuff and really know more about the industry and what's going on. And this was a, you know, this was a time in wrestling where things were starting to get stale, and this is a really bright spot on that time period. You know, I said I this was around the time I stopped watching wrestling because it, it was getting a little bit old. But this one, this was something really really good they had going on here um so next we're gonna go to the great american bash 
Uh, we're going to have another match between Jericho and Shawn Michaels. And we're talking about lots of matches between the same two guys. And yet, every match is really different. Like, their Judgment Day match was a straight-up, like, you know, athletic contest. This one, you can feel the anger that Jericho has towards Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and the commentary is doing really good, too, where they, they give Jericho credit for making some good points, but that he's, like, kind of losing his message. Um, uh, we're, we're still getting a little bit of that, you know, back and forth kind of wrestling, but there's, it's a little bit more almost with a harder edge to it. Uh, some, some, a lot more stiff forearms and punches. Uh, Jericho's going to block a super kick attempt at one point, and then he goes for a bulldog, but gets hit with a big old clothesline. Uh, Sean goes to the top rope, but Jericho hits the ropes and causes him to get crotched on the top rope. Jericho climbs up, but Sean fights back, shoves him to the mat, hits a flying elbow drop. Sean's tuning up the band now, and that's when Lance Cade comes down. We'll talk. Let's talk a little bit about Lance Cade. He's kind of Jericho's flunky here. God, I get so annoyed with Lance Cade because of yeah, just he, how often he intervenes. He does feel a little shoehorned in here, and he kind of was because he was one of those wrestlers who was really good but just never quite found his place. He was actually trained by Shawn Michaels um, in real life, uh, but he... And he made his debut as Garrison Cade, and then that kind of fell apart, and then he became Lance Cade. He was, like, this part of this, like, redneck tag team. That was kind of okay, and then they broke off, and then he started to do this thing with Chris Jericho, but, you know, just never could really stick around. Uh, that's a shame, because he was a good wrestler, but, yeah, he does kind of feel shoehorned in. And I Probably think- the only thing about this feud that I don't really care for. Yeah, and I think uh, another one of the reasons that I just don't care for him, and maybe this is intentional, is just because I want to see these two guys fight. When this guy comes in and starts interfering, it's like, who are you? Get out of here. You're, you're yeah. getting in the middle of something good. Let the adults talk it out. Right, right. Uh, so Lance Cade has now distracted Shawn Michaels. Um, uh... But Jericho comes over, charges at him. He gets tossed way over the top rope and onto Lance Cade. And then Sean does a moonsault from the top rope onto Jericho and Cade on the floor. Um, at some point when they're trying to come in, Jericho elbows Michaels right in the eye and he starts bleeding. Um, and he starts bleeding bad here too. And uh, I noticed you, you put in your notes you thought that this was when bleeding was banned. There's actually an interesting story here. This match is the reason why blading was banned. Really? There, the blade ban went into effect two days after this match. This was the last match in the WWE to have legal blading. Um, and, and, and WWE went PG right after this, too. So this is the last WWE pay-per-view that wasn't rated PG. Um, basically, Shawn Michaels asked Vince McMahon, Hey, can I get a little bit of blood? Or he, uh, for this match, just a little bit above my eye. Vince was like, yes, sure, but just a little bit. He went too hard, and he bled too much, and Vince was like, okay, we can't do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it's really hard to cut your face in a way that you're not going to bleed a lot. Yeah, especially Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels has always been known as a big bleeder, and 
that's the thing with the forehead. That's why they cut their forehead because you bleed a lot and it gets mixed in with the sweat, so it looks really bad. Right. It looks worse than it usually is. Um, but, yeah, and so I don't know how you feel about the ban on blood. I am kind of okay with it. I kind of understand why we're not making wrestlers cut their own heads open. Yeah, I'm not for self-mutilation, so I think it's a good thing, ultimately. I mean, like, blood's cool, yeah, sure, but, like, let's be adults about this. There are a handful of matches where I think that the blood enhanced the match, and I do think this is one of them. I don't think this match would have been the same had Shawn Michaels not bled during it. I agree. I mean, I think that you're right. I just think that, like, ultimately, yeah, uh, yeah, blading, I, good idea. I mean, the feud would not have been ruined if he had been—they could have done something different, but this match is really enhanced by the fact that he bleeds here. And he bleeds all over the damn place. Yeah, he really does. Uh, Jericho is, like, targeting the eye and punching it. The ref is trying to stop. He keeps trying to pull him off. And, you know, I think it's also something specifically about the eye that makes this particularly like I see why Vince was like okay no more because eyeballs are gross and the idea yeah. that you're making someone bleed from their eye, <laughs> eye like area is just very you know um there's there's a little bit of body horror there yeah and it's not like he's just bleeding like Jer- Jericho is specifically targeting his eye and making him bleed more it's very brutal you know right uh, and eventually, the ref has to call the match because Sean is bleeding so much. Uh, and Jericho says, you see what happens, Michaels? And I think this was a great way to have another match, but advance this feud without really, you know, giving a clear winner. And um, here, I, I do think, too, that it really pushes Jericho more as a heel. Uh, before this match, really, either of these guys, if you just look at their actions objectively without the input of the crowd, either of these guys could be a heel. Um, here, Jericho kind of pulls out as like, oh, I'm the real bad one. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's kind of the point of no return for Chris Jericho here. Um, so it's kind of interesting that so the next pay-per-view is going to be SummerSlam 2008, which is considered to be WWE's one of their big four pay-per-views. Big legacy. It's been around for a long time. And that's one of the pay-per-views they don't actually wrestle at. Um, and yet they still manage to continue the feud in a really cool way. Uh, you'd think that they couldn't take it a step up from here, but they do. When Shawn Michaels comes out at SummerSlam and says he's going to retire because of the injuries to his eye and all the other injuries throughout his career. Yeah, um, I do think it's kind of funny that he's like, yeah, the doctor says my eye is, you know, I it's too far gone. I need to retire. And you're like looking at his eye and it looks completely fine because it is. Yeah. I guess that's why they tried to include like all the other nagging injuries too. Um. And yeah, I do like, he says, for the first time in my professional career, it's time for me to heed the doctor's advice and walk away. And it's like, no, Sean, you did that. You did that when you broke your back. You walked away for quite a while. That's true. Uh, although I think a big part of that breaking the back was him walking away because he was on drugs. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. 
I saw a video the other day. So here's here's something interesting. So Shawn Michaels is from San Antonio, which is where I live. And during his hiatus, he actually worked as a sports reporter for one of our local news stations. He would cover, like, high school football games. Huh. Um, and I saw a video of him doing it. And he was still in character. They would say, like, all right, let's go out live to the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Like, they, they would uh, – they played it up. I love that. Because you'd have to, right? More wrestlers uh, should do... That's like, okay, Kane needs to embrace his character as mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, and he has... He did... There was one time where they announced him for something and he came out to his music and he, like, choke slammed a, a dude. Okay. I do hate that he's a libertarian, but that is... I do love that. Libertarian, that means that means equality for all. Everyone gets a choke slam. <laughs> Um, the government cannot infringe on your right to to choke slam. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, but I saw a video of him doing the high school sports, and someone said, "Shawn Michaels looks like he's high here." And someone said, "Yeah, it's the '90s, and he's awake." <laughs> uh, but anyway, Sean got all over all that, and here we are. But uh, so. Jericho says he's retiring. He says he wants to be a full-time husband and full-time father, which is he also has his wife out here, which is kind of funny because he's not going to be a full-time husband and full-time father, so that must be kind of weird that he's saying he wants to do that even though he's not going to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about this whole announcement is like, I mean, I guess wrestling kind of does retire fake retirements a lot, but this one feels kind of like it feels a little bit too far. For some reason, I can't put my finger on it, but it, it's almost like, okay, maybe maybe dial it back. I think it's because you know that it's not, like, he's not really going to retire. Um, but uh, Jericho is going to come out. Uh, I like it now that Jericho's a heel, he wears a suit all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, I mean, that is sort of a wrestling short shorthand for bad man yeah big suit bad man does suit business bad <laughs> my favorite thing is jericho just comes out here and he just goes no <laughs> fucking no he's i'm not gonna let you do this you are not you're not retiring unless you say it's because i fucked you up yeah, could you imagine how much of a dick Chris Jericho would be, like, if this was real? Yeah. But, like, that's why it works so well. That's why it makes you hate him so much. Yeah, no, it's it's such a big heel move, definitely. He He wants him to admit to the world that he put him out for good, and he says this, As of right now, your epitaph is going to read, Shawn Michaels, the man who was forced to walk away from the wrestling business because of Chris Jericho. Uh, he's like saying, tell your kids you can't wrestle anymore because of me. And Sean finally says, I'll tell my kids that the reason daddy can't wrestle anymore is because of the actions of a vile, worthless human being. He says he's going to sit his wife and kids down and say, uh, or he, Sean says to sit, Chris Jericho, sit your kids down and say, daddy will never, ever be Shawn Michaels. The crowd is chaining HBK. Jericho tries to punch Sean, but Sean ducks, and Jericho hits Shawn Michaels' wife instead. 
And man, kudos to Rebecca Michaels for selling selling that punch. For getting punched in the face by Chris Jericho to make a <laughs> to make a storyline better. Yeah, uh she really she really hit that fall well. Um you know though, I thought it was kind of funny when when Michael says, uh, Jericho, sit your kids down, your wife and kids down, tell them you'll never be Shawn Michaels. Like, I love the idea of a big dramatic family sit down where Chris Jericho's like, Wife, children, I I have bad news. I can never literally transform into Shawn Michaels. I know, you're all disappointed. I know it's what you always wanted. But, unfortunately, Daddy has to disappoint. <laughs> um, so next we're going to go to our contract signing on the September 1st edition of Raw. And this, of course, is where we get all legal on everybody. Yeah, have, one of the sillier aspects, but I think it's fun. We're going to have an unsanctioned match, which means that the WWE cannot be held legally responsible for anything that these two do to each other. It's just like the idea of an unsanctioned match is just so goofy to me because if it's unsanctioned, then why is there a contract signing? Yeah, if it's unsanctioned, why are you airing it on your network on TV? Like, that's not how that works. Unsanctioned would be it happens in a parking lot outside and you had nothing to do with it. It, it That implies that there is a difference between sanctioned matches and unsanctioned matches. Like... Like, that there is something that happens that therefore makes a match sanctioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have their lawyers in the ring. The Pope they blesses both... the match. Sorry. The what? Oh, the Pope For a blesses. sanctioned match, the Pope has to bless the match. Uh, Sean a- or Jericho asks why Sean needs all the security. He says, it's not mine. And they kick everyone out, and they're like, let's just, let's just do this. Um... And this is where it gets really real. There are a lot of really good lines here. Uh, Jericho says he took Sean's advice and sat him down and says, I'll, I told him, yeah, I'll never be Shawn Michaels. I'll never be a lying, manipulative, solipsistic son of a bitch. And then he forbades them for watch, from watching Unforgiven because he doesn't want them to see the brutality. Uh he says, if you think I'm going to go easy on you because of what I did to your precious little wife, you're wrong, Sean. Uh, and Sean says, I take comfort in the fact that your wife and children won't be watching this. Mine won't either. But someday, I'm going to tell them all about this. So Shawn Michaels is going to go to Chris Jericho's family and tell them how bad he beat up their their father and yeah. their husband. This exchange is full of so many metal-ass lines. And, like... It really, there is so much heat here. It's palpable. And mm-hmm. I think that part of that is like the slow burn of this feud. The fact that, I don't know, there's just something special about the way that it's been set up that it feels like these lines carry a lot of weight. They're able, they're able to keep turning it up a notch which is hard to do when you have two guys wrestle each other over and over again but they they really do um my favorite line though is when sean says my only hope is that someday god can forgive me for what i do to you yeah he's low-key implying he's gonna murder him yeah um 
Lance Cade once again comes to the ring and Sean starts beating him up. And at one point he jumps out of the ring and like lands on his shoulder, which I assume is why his shoulder is taped up in the next match. Ah, okay. And I, I don't know if it was that. for real, but um so we're gonna go to our unsanctioned match at Unforgiven 2008. Lillian Garcia is announcing the match and she says both parties have signed a hold harmless agreement. Is that a real thing? Um, I mean, like, okay. You can't sign away. You can, like, civilly be like, uh, yeah, it's sort of an assumption of the risk. Like, I'm not going to bring you and and get money damages from you. But you can't, like, criminally speaking, like, murder someone and be like, well, I signed a piece of paper where they said I could. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I figured that, but it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, no, they're definitely like creating legal fictions here where they're like, no, no one can do anything about any of this because you signed papers. Um, and in real life, no, like, like you can and are kind of expected to intervene if someone's going to die. <laughs> Someone's going to bring a gun to this match. That's what I was thinking the whole time. It's like, what if Shawn Michaels just showed up with a fucking gun? <laughs> I think I'm cute. I know I'm violent. <laughs> I know I'm packy. Um, but, like, yeah, so one thing that I think is weird here is that, because basically they're kind of selling this, like, you know, Michaels is injured in this fight. Like, he's supposed to be sort of at a disadvantage because of all of his injuries. He was just going to retire because of them. So they have his arms all taped up, and it's like, that's one of the things that wasn't injured on Shawn Michaels. Well, I think it was when he fell out of the ring when he was attacking Lance Cade. Okay, okay. Uh, I like that Shawn Michaels, kind of like the match with Triple H, the unsanctioned match, he comes out in his like street clothes, and Chris Jericho just comes out in his little boy shorts. <laughs> That was also a change that Jericho made once he became a heel, was he switched from pants to little boy shorts. And I think that is an excellent choice. I mean, if you see a man in little boy shorts, you know he's evil. You know he punches people's wives. Absolutely. Um, I like that the, the first thing Sean does is takes his shoe off and starts beating the shit out of Chris Jericho with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we, uh, uh, we get some weapons out. Uh, Jericho actually ends up bleeding from the nose, which since this is after the blade ban, I assume just kind of actually happened. Um, they get out a table, uh, get set up at ringside for later use. Um, Michaels gets a, or Jericho gets a chair, rams it into Michael's gut and starts hitting him in the back. Uh, he wedges it into the corner, also for later use. Uh, Sean starts tuning up the band for Sweet Chin Music, but instead of going for the super kick, he's like, nah, I'm just going to punch him. And that is what is really different about this match that distinguishes it from everything we've seen from these guys so far, is that this one feels like more of a genuine fight. Because it's so, it's very weapons heavy and it's very punch heavy. It's more of a brawl, mm -hmm. which is weird because you know we've never seen 
these two guys used that style before. But for this match, I mean, it definitely makes sense. It does, and it, it totally works. It's great. Um, Jericho is able to kind of get the upper hand. He throws Shawn Michaels steel, face first into that steel chair. He starts focusing on his injured eye. He locks in the walls of Jericho, and somehow Shawn Michaels is able to grab a fire extinguisher and spray Chris Jericho with it. Okay. I, I've, never, I've never been sprayed with a fire extinguisher. Let me just preface with that. But I think it, I mean, I, it looks, I've always wanted to. It looks like it would be just a little bit fun, and I don't really think it would, it would hurt you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess it would maybe just kind of, like, blind you or distract you. Yeah, I think, and I think that's supposed to be what it is, is that, like, it got in his eyes, but still. He does hit him with it, which I assume that hurts. Yeah, I mean, and that was what I started to put down in my notes, is like, why didn't he just hit him with it, and then he hits him with it, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, Sean hits a suplex on the ramp, and then Lance Cade comes down again, but Sean takes him out right away. Uh, but like, Lance, why are you even here? He's got to help his buddy Chris. Uh, he ends up hitting Sean in the tricep and then clotheslines the hell out of him. They're double-teaming Shawn Michaels and attacking his shoulder and his eye. Uh, they wedge his arm in the chair, and Jericho goes to the top rope. Uh, Shawn Michaels is able to kick Lance Cade into the ropes, causing Jericho to get crotched. He super kicks Lance Cade. Hits Jericho in the face with the chair, sending him off the top rope and through the table at ringside. Um, now he's beating Chris Jericho up with a chair. He puts Lance Cade and Chris Jericho on top of the announce table and then hits a diving elbow drop on both guys through the table. Then he takes off his belt and starts whipping Jericho. Yeah, man, he hits Jericho with that belt like my dad hit me in 2005 when I spilled orange soda on his rug. Now that's really sad, buddy. Do we need... Yeah, man, we need to talk about this afterwards, and I'm definitely going to delete this from from the recording. No, I, th- I think it's a fun bit. Eventually, the ref ends up stopping the match, which doesn't really make a lot of sense because it's an unsanctioned match, and they literally said at the beginning it can only end by pinfall or submission. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a big problem I had with this, is that the ref should not have been... I mean, I know the rules are fake, but, like, you tell me this match can only win end one of two ways, and then it ends a third surprise way. Yeah. And also, if it's an unsanctioned match, why is there even a referee anyway? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Um, The ref checks on Jericho, but HBK... Starts pummeling him until the ref is finally able to pull him off. Sean just super kicks the referee, and eventually more refs come down to help Jericho. Um. So later that same night, uh, Chris Jericho ends up sneaking his way into a championship scramble because apparently you can just walk into a championship match and pin somebody and win the title. Um, because that's exactly what happens. Chris Jericho ends up winning the world championship later that night by just waltzing into a match. Uh, and so now he's the world heavyweight champion. Uh, so this match now has some new stakes. 
and they decide to uh, have Shawn Michaels challenge for the title in a ladder match, which is a match that Shawn says, hey, I revolutionized. I was in the very first one here in the WWE. But Jericho's like, well, I've actually won more ladder matches than you've even been in, so suck on that. <laughs> and, okay, I do like this match. I, I should lead with that. It is good. But I do think that this feud peaked in the previous match at Unforgiven 2008. I think that's where this really culminated, and and that was the best one. We're sort of on the downhill slope here, in my opinion. Hmm. I, I really like this match. I, I, thought, I thought this was a good ladder match. Well, um, I just think I, as far as story goes, the unsanctioned match kind of told it all. That's true. It was kind of hard to ramp up from there. But, I, I mean, you do kind of have to have a definitive victor in the feud, I think. So I think that's kind of why they decided to have one more match. And I think a ladder match is perfect for these two guys as a feud ender. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um... And, uh, and this is actually, a, 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 they do some stuff in this ladder match that I really like that, you know, I kind of haven't seen before. Um, so they were able to innovate uh, on, a, on a match type that's been around for a while. Um, he, Sean's going to go for Sweet Chin Music early. Jericho moves. Uh, we go to the outside pretty quickly, and uh, Sean actually climbs partway up the ladder and then jumps back onto Jericho. Um Jericho puts Sean in the walls on the outside. He starts pulling the ladder into the ring, but Sean seesaws it back into Jericho's face, causing his face to start to bleed. This is a very bloody feud, especially considering a lot of the matches were after blood was banned. Yeah, man. Um, In the ring, uh, Sean is climbing up the ladder, uh, but Jericho pushes it over, and Sean hits throat first on the top rope. At one point, Jericho is going for a running bulldog, but Sean sends him into the ladder in the corner, and his leg gets stuck in it, so Sean starts focusing on that knee. This was a pretty brutal move when the ladder is laying down on the bottom rope, and Jericho kicks it, and the other end, like, smashes into Sean's face. Yeah, yeah. Some interesting ladder work here, definitely. Uh, He's sandwiching Sean's face in between the ladder, uh... I love a ladder sandwich. Yes, it's very tasty. Um, Jericho ends up getting sent into the ladder on the top rope into the floor. Sean throws the ladder over his head and on top of Jericho on the outside. Uh, Jericho is now on the announce table and Sean starts climbing up a ladder, but Jericho follows him up and then they end up both falling off the ladder and through the announce table. Uh, you know, these are two guys that have that are pretty old to be doing these big bumps here. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a lot of that um, in this match. I mean, and you're right. These guys are pretty old to be doing it. And But I, what I'm surprised about is that the, I don't know, the ladder here is not used for a lot of the more, like, high-flying purposes. It's not really used to set up those moves as much as it is used as a straight-up weapon. Or, I mean, like, they do fall off of it through the announce table. That is correct. And I think maybe you've been spoiled on seeing some of the crazier ladder matches. It's kind of like the whole, like, when Mick Foley falls off Hell in a Cell, you can't really have a—you a, can't really go up from there on the Hell in a Cell. So yeah, every I'll... Hell in a Cell is going to, like, kind of not be as good. 
or like how Jake the Snake said in Beyond the Mat that he couldn't get off anymore because he <laughs> had been in too many threesomes. It's just like that. Exactly like that. You've escalated to a point that it's just boring now. Absolutely. Um, but there is this uh, weird moment, which kind of doesn't make any sense, where Shawn Michaels does a f- diving elbow drop onto the ladder onto Jericho and just fucks up his own arm. Yeah. Um, that doesn't make a lot. I guess he's just so angry at Jericho that he's willing yeah. to sacrifice his own arm. And they try to sell it that way. Dude is going to have no limbs <laughs> after a while, or eyes, or back. He's just going to be like the torso dad from the Oblongs. <laughs> Very niche reference there. Um, Sean's going to go for Sweet Chip Music, but Jericho instead hits him in the face with the ladder. You know what I call that? Steel Chin Music. Steel Chin Music. Sweet steel music. Sweet steel ladder. Steel steel ladder music. Nailed it. Jericho puts the ladder onto HBK, hits the lion salt onto it. Um, he's got him pinned underneath the ladder and uh, climbs up, but Sean pushes it over, and he goes from the ladder all the way to the floor, uh, which I feel like you don't see too often, someone going straight to the floor. Uh, and landing right on his knees, or on his legs. Yeah, ouch. Um, now they're on each on one side of the ladder, brawling at the top. Jericho ends up falling and gets stuck upside down in the rung, and that's when Lance Cade comes in and pulls Shawn Michaels down, but he gets a super kick. I feel like Lance Cade didn't really need to be in this match because he didn't really do anything. No, he really didn't do anything. Um... They both climb up the ladder again, and I love this ending because it's not your traditional way to end a ladder match. Usually someone just incapacitates the other one and climbs up, but I like this neck-and-neck ending. I I genuinely didn't know who was going to win this ladder match. This was such a good ending. And Yeah, how often do you have a ladder match that ends in such a close call, you know? Right. Uh, so I like that. They're literally, each has one hand on the belt, and they're both pulling it back and forth, trying to get it off. And eventually they end up, like, knocking heads, and they both fall off, but Jericho falls off with the belt and ends up winning. Yeah, I mean, a- the belt tug-of-war at the top of a ladder. What a what a finish. You know, it's a, it's a match that at this point is, you know, like 15 years old, and so to keep innovating on it is 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 pretty cool um so chris jericho ends up coming out on top in this feud they do have one more match a little bit later on down the line but it it feels kind of tacked on and extra that i didn't include it well no uh, i don't think any wrestling feud ever has ended when it should have they always have to run it one or two matches beyond its limits but i thought this one was was pretty damn good all around. Like, yeah, yeah, great storyline, great matches. Um, this is some of the better wrestling we've seen and some of the more interesting story work we've seen. Yeah, for sure. And it, it really cemented Chris Jericho. This was a high point in his career, a career that was already, like, he was already, like, 10 years into. Um, so... 
you know, and this is his, he's a world champion here. It's only his second world championship run um, after winning the undisputed titles uh, back in 2002. So, uh, and Chris Jericho is still around today. Sean, of course, eventually does retire, but, you know, Chris Jericho is still kind of the face of AEW right now, and uh, for good reason. Uh, very cool that he's with AEW. I didn't know that. I feel like I talk about it a lot. He's actually their AEW champion. Oh, wow. Their first and only AEW world champion. Um, but uh, Good yeah. for him. Yeah. No, he's uh he's he's doing good work. Uh, you know, also balancing life as a rock star and a podcaster. Okay, well, okay. Can we call? He has a rock band. I don't know if we can call him a rock star. He's gone on tour. He's got albums. He did that cruise thing. Star implies that people like his music. I'm sure people do. He's the Ayatollah of rock and rolla. That is an excellent point. Um, but yeah, so uh, overall, really good feud. What was your favorite of the matches? Uh, I think Unforgiven 2008. I think just the, the fact that I, it felt like you could feel how angry they were and the way the story had built to that point, um, I think that was that was my favorite one. What about you? I'm going to say the ladder match. The ladder match was my favorite. It was a good blow-off and really innovated on the, the, the ladder. I think a close second, though, for me would actually be the Judgment Day match, the first one, when they were still not quite heel and face. I just thought it was a very good contest, and the story was really interesting at that point in that you don't know really if, he's a he- if, if Jericho's full-on heel or if he's, if he's a face. I like that one a lot, too. That is also a good one, but not really any bad ones this week, which is rare. Yeah, uh, good show. And uh, I'm thinking that uh, for our next episode, we're going to have some pretty good ones, too. Uh, we're going to pick up on another storyline that's going around right at the same time, and that's going to be Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Uh, they're, they're 2007 through 2009 feud. Haven't quite picked the matches for this one, but I know it's going to be good because, I mean, it, when you get Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in the ring with anyone, they're going to have great matches. And when you get them in the ring with each other, then, I mean, it's just it's just like a perfect little cocktail of wrestling heaven. Yeah, I mean, I always love them in a cell as well. That about does it for this edition of Turnbuckle Training. Uh, be, be sure to keep up with us 24-7 on Twitter. We are at Turnbuckle Train. Thanks for listening. It's me, Austin. The numbers don't lie, and they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. Oh, son of a bitch. I did it for the rock.